Welcome to the Everyday Innovator Podcast for product managers and innovators. Your host is Chad McAllister, helping product managers become product masters. Listen and get ready to take your career to the next level for the doctor is in. Hi, this is Chad, and this is where you make your move from product manager to product master. Now, a product master means having the influence you want and that you really need to drive product strategy. Product masters are leaders, and you make that move by listening to this podcast. And I appreciate that you are, because organizations need you. They need product masters. Now, this discussion is focused on another tool to help you become a product master and really accelerate your career. It's a study group approach that you can facilitate with a group of product people in your organization. My guest calls them group-directed learning experiences, and he's been using them for a few years now and found them to be a very effective way of learning and applying new concepts. It's also a tool I've been using for many years with groups. It results in personal ownership of what is being learned and real behavior change that increases performance. And it's actually how I met my guest. He participated in a public study group I facilitated for product managers and then thought it worked pretty well and brought the approach into his organization. He uses it each year as part of the training for new product managers, and you'll hear more about that. My guest is John Spurl. He's a chemical engineer who has worked in research and development, operations, and business management for several companies and in several industries. And he's now at Praxair. He's also a certified new product development professional, NPDP, from PDMA, and a certified Scrum Master from Scrum Alliance. This discussion is really important because John shares simple things that you can do to facilitate a study group. And study groups can really be magical. They're very powerful. And you can help you and other people improve your skills, really making you stand out and get noticed by senior leadership for the value that you're creating. The summary of our discussion is at theeverydayinnovator.com slash 178. I hope you enjoy the interview. John, thanks for joining the Everyday Innovators. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. So we met a long time ago through PDMA and through some training that I've done for your organization. And then you and I had the pleasure of doing a presentation last year at the PDMA, which is for people that don't know, the Product Development and Management Association. It's the oldest association, now 40-plus years for product managers. So we we did this presentation together at their annual conference that touched on this aspect of self-directed learning groups, which is something that you have been doing quite a bit there at Praxair with R&D professionals and product managers. So why don't we start there with laying the foundation for what is a self-directed learning group? There are many definitions, different terms describing Self-directed learning, group-directed learning, and we we shorten it to group-directed learning and to uh, GDLs. A self-directed learning, learning communities, cohort learning, collaborative learning are terms one may be familiar with. Mm-hmm. And many of those are web-based learning programs. They have a couple traits to them. Common interests of the people attending the, the learning topic. Uh, the group members have the ability and desire to collaborate with the learning process. And then also the group members follow a learning track. So they'll create a learning track and follow it through the course of weeks, months. If they find there's something that they don't want to do, they don't have to attend part of that. But they still try to follow that learning track as a group and share their uh, their visions, their understandings of the process and, mm-hmm. and of the, the topic. We found that that point in many cases, the learning track 
can be developed by program organizers. So when we started the process, myself and, and one or two others basically said, let's create these programs and have folks, we know that they're going to want to attend it, but it's have them join these ones that are in essence already developed. But then we also had the ability for them to take and design their own content and own tra- own training to create their own learning track. Mm-hmm. Uh, the key part of this all is that the team has the final call on that learning track and that the discovery of the learning track by the group and the creation of the learning plan by the group is critical for their ownership. Yeah. As you start off with a topic, you may see, boy, there's something really cool over here, very interesting that we want to uh, explore, and they can go and explore that. If it's In many ways, if it's a, a, a set training, that exploration is sort of fixed. Right. So because, and because this takes over time, we look at it to say, go look and find that path, uh, go to the road you want to go, uh, that A, as someone that develops training, never knew existed, they can find, explore, and discover. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the real key is, is this, it's self-directed, you know, it's directed by the group and the people that are in the group. You and I originally met because I was doing this, uh, I just call them study groups, right? And this virtual study group for helping people prepare for the new product development professional certification from PMA. And then you thought about trying to take that in-house, and that's how we've got together. They're helping at Praxair. So I was just going to say, I I found that experience so incredibly interesting to me because I've had so many people come back that were involved in the study group, come back and say how unique that was, that they got a lot more out of it because they were involved in their own learning, right? It's not not lecture. They're, They're guiding what they need to learn, and they're connecting it to what they're doing right now. And it's a very different experience. And personally, I get asked to do workshops at times, but I much prefer doing one of these study group things that I put together because they result in more behavior change, right? People actually change their actions based on what they've learned together as a group. Yeah, the first group we had that uh, took your training, the one thing really it was pretty immediate within the first training session and group session was what else can that group do? You can go through the training which was really good. And we looked at it and said, you know, the feedback from the group was, we're learning these topics, we're learning these items, can we go and then get feedback from our management? And so we Mm -hmm. did that. And we set up along with that training, then it's now talk to our senior leadership and see what they feel about the topics that the, the, the group's learning about. Yeah, and create a lot more collaboration, not just with the people in the group, but outside of who they need information from too. Exactly. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on how you've been using them? Maybe give us an example of, of what one of those groups is like. Well, first, we always say participation in these is voluntary. Hmm. Uh, for our process, we start every learning wave by sending out a survey on what our associates want to learn about. And then we get a list of their desires, their vision of things they need to do their job better. We then start a grouping process and we, we assist in folks that have like interests getting together. And we always want to have from about five to eight associates in each group. That seems to be a good, good core number for a team to run. And then we get the GDLs up and running within a few weeks. Within the group, we first identify a facilitator that will co-develop the learning track. Hmm. But we don't have a group leader. We just have someone that starts the process. We want the group to develop into a self-organizing team that's also self-managing. And throughout each week or each 
training session, someone else steps up and facilitates that training session. They'll do maybe additional research or create an additional presentation for the training topic for that week. Mm-hmm. You have to have clarity with the vision, with the purpose. And the other part of any self-organizing team is that the members trust the actions of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's sort of, that's really a key point uh, to it. Uh, some do it very well. Others need to have assistance in their formation. And going back to one of the earlier points of the last question, which was one of the traits that you want to see as the, the team forms is their ability to collaborate. And that also translates over to any professional activities that they may have. Anytime you have a team having someone that steps up to to be a leader or facilitator at various times is, is very important for not just training, but for just acting on and developing products. Mm-hmm. Example of recent GDL that we've had have included uh, business acumen, uh, innovation theory and management, and new product development training that we do with your, your group, uh, and then technical skills development. Uh, a successful one we had was uh, one group developed an operator training simulator that was used to train plant operators. And it's interesting when you have researchers or engineers designing plants or improving plants to see the perspective from the operators on what they do mm-hmm. is sometimes they miss that. Yeah. And so when they go through this training simulator, they could see the effect of what the operators go through and how they basically run one of our plants. And that helps them with the design of the too. Sure. Uh, and it, it was just something that came out of a, uh, there was a new product. A lot of folks said, oh, that's interesting. Let's try it. And we, we had a, a group of eight that went through it. And from that, they all recommended all the people that do the plant design to actually go through it. Uh, so it was a, a, good, a, good, a good training group. That was a powerful outcome. And it's also a good product management lesson was anytime we can step into the shoes of our customers, and appreciate their perspective, we're going to do a better job of providing them value. And I expect, you know, my roots as an engineer, that ability to understand how people are using what I might be creating, right? The operators in this case, yeah. that, that would be huge, right? It would give me a completely new perspective. And uh, that's interesting that, that the team has found that too. Yeah. And another uh, area, which is we're a global company. So there's a desire to learn other languages. And we ran five groups in the last wave on two, two on Spanish and three on German. Hmm. So we feel that's one of the, you know, the key points. And it's interesting from the little Spanish I learned from the, the GDL group. I was on a conversation with folks in Mexico yesterday and just was able to understand at least a little bit what they were saying, but also, you know, progress the conversation to understand when they ran into a roadblock was able to use a little Spanish with them. So it was kind of fun. Absolutely. In a sense, this is the, the flipped classroom model that gets talked about a lot, right? Which is uh, we, we basically do our preparation, our homework on our own time and individually some, then in preparation for coming together as this, this self-managed group and then learning together and applying what we learn together. Is that a fair description? Yeah, that's a very fair description. Yeah. yeah, and I think that works so well because we're we're taking time to think about the information individually and how it applies to us, and connecting with our experience, and then we have a little bit more richness just because we've taken the time to not only learn the material but start connecting with it, and then when we get together as a group, we can really think about how that applies to what we're doing and to what 
everyone's doing and learning from each other's perspective about the information too. We'll get back to the discussion in just a minute. This episode of The Everyday Innovator is brought to you by Product Innovation Educators, your one place for online training to make the move from product manager to product master. When you enroll in one of our online courses, it's like having Chad McAllister as your personal coach. In each course, you get video lessons, added resources, and a private community for collaboration with other product managers and innovators. And, of course, you get direct access to Chad, who will answer your questions and get you heading in the right direction. Past students tell us the concepts, practices, and tools are valuable, but the real benefits they gain are being more confident, increasing their influence in their organization, and generating greater success for themselves and their company. There are four levels of training to become a product master. Find your level now. Get started by going to the everydayinnovator.com forward slash master. You're one place to become a product master. The everydayinnovator.com forward slash master. Don't wait. Get started now. To me, that Akiva aspect through all the things you've talked about so far is just that collaboration that takes place as people are, are talking about it, right? Because this it's self-guided, they're putting the information to make sense for them um, at that moment in time. Yeah. And you can never uh, respond quick enough as an organization to provide training uh, to people or develop training or have people go develop training for that it, it, as people and developers and pro- product managers do work, they see what they need and then they have to go get it. Mm-hmm. And we think this process is really good because it's not just re- usually one person that needs to get that information or learn something. It's usually a group of people mm-hmm. and you get them together and they learn quicker, they learn faster, they can share ideas with each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You haven't seen this yet. We, we haven't done another study group for you yet this year, but we've put together a facilitator guide to help the people involved in the self-guided group just to be prepared to be better facilitators. I, I want to talk a little bit more specifically about why these groups work, right? And so that people listening can kind of take away, okay, if I'm going to do one of these groups, what are the steps to go through? Because this is, I don't know, John, if you've tried like a, 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 bra- a lunch, lunch bag type experience, right? Where sometimes we do the, these brown bag lunch meetings and we get together on a, on a topic. This is a l- little bit more purposeful, right? Yeah, we do, uh, we call them lunch and learns and we, yeah. we do that. And, and it's, it's, that's good for awareness, part of a, a learning method. It, you, 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 you become aware of something, but until you can apply that or apply the learnings, I don't think it's fully incorporated into your, 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 uh, your toolkit. And we had, when we started our R&D leadership, had a vision to improve the, the standard training of, you know, here's how we do things at Praxair. And we do that really well. We have uh, many standard trainings on what we do. We, we have training in productivity methods, uh, unit operations in our plants, project management, statistics, leadership, uh, basic finance. But we always found that our, our associates uh, needed more. We, we gave them that option uh, to create more. One of our, our core beliefs is that uh, to have Good product work, good project work. You really need to have associates that are fully involved in the process mm-hmm. and that they have the training they need. And one of the big parts, too, of any uh, any associate is their career development. 
And if they're if they see that they have a career development path and that they're also getting enrichment from it, then you have a happy employee and you have a productive employee. Yeah. Right. Along with that career development, you had told me in the past that a lot of people that go through these group director learning experiences are the ones that kind of stand out in the future, right? That, that become recognized as on a path to leadership and become leaders. Yes. Yeah, uh, they do. Uh, and it, it works for us because of that there, there's the, the competency development of collaboration, teamwork, leadership, facilitation, but also the, they're learning a skill uh, that they can apply to their, their uh, current project, their current uh, product. Mm-hmm. The, the, and, you know, there are things, there are so many excellent online training programs. There's many local university professors, teachers, uh, consultants. Mm-hmm. And if you can get folks to move from needing something to learning something and executing on something in a really quick time, that translates to product development uh, because they, they then see how, how it works. And we, we've seen that. We, we have so many subject matter experts too within the company that are so good at translating what they know and their experiences to people that may not have that experience. Right. Uh, and it really does progress and, and move the product development along faster. Yeah, you guys are a, a unique and challenging group to work with in the sense that th- there's no other group that I work with that has so many PhDs in the study group, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, th- there's a high, high number of, of very well-trained, educated people, and that gives you a great base of su- subject matter experts to pull from. If I was going to put together one of these groups, right? So someone listening right now that said, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued by this idea of having this self-directed group. People come together. They kind of facilitate their learning themselves. They opt in. So they're already motivated to kind of go through the experience and it's characterized by a lot of collaboration. This sounds, sounds good to me. Where do we start? Can we kind of talk through the steps about what needs to happen to make one of these work? Yeah. You know, looking at associates and saying, what, what training or training topics would you like to have? Uh, and then for the first time, mm-hmm. we preceded half the list and then the other half was added in. I had just taken the new product development training. And I was, that's the, the one I think we, we need to do that. And I think that gives insight to uh, our researchers, our developers on why they do the things they do, what, why they follow the process steps they do. And so I preceded that, I, I, I seeded that one into the training list. Uh, there was others that part of our career development path is business acumen, finance, accounting training, because uh, to be a good product developer or product manager, you really have to have those skills. And if you come from a technical background, which, as you Absolutely. said, many of our folks here are, are PhDs in engineering and in sciences, you have to expose them to that for, for their career development, for those that want to take more of a, a business track or, or product management track. So proceed as needed and then get their opinion of what they want to learn and, and build for us, you know, we have about 200 people at our site, 300 around the world, and we were able to basically include the needs of the whole world into the, into the program. For timing quick, from when we sent out the first uh, survey for what people wanted to be trained, within two weeks, we had the down selected, and we started it up. A good timing for startup is uh, right around performance review time, because a lot of times that's when development plans are created. Hmm. Always stay away from heavy holiday times or spring breaks because that sort of prevents people from responding back since you really want to start these up within a few weeks. 
make sure the training's part of mm-hmm. career development. And since it is part of career development, do it during work hours. We, you know, we, we, we're at a point of saying, don't do this over lunch. Don't do this after work on weekends, evenings. Just do it as part of work because associates really need these this training to be part of their job. And so we felt that that was, yeah. that was important for work performance. And it showed that this was as it is part of your job and it's not something extra you have to do. Make sure that within the groups, you have mixed levels, locations. So we have had participants from Asia, from Europe, from Mexico, and also several locations in North America. So you do have a time zone issue sometimes, but there was always the ability and flexibility of the group members, the team members to, to manage that. Uh, having a good conferencing and voice uh, systems worked well. But having those mixed levels, the diversity is important. Uh, make sure the participants are diverse and have different experience levels because then really everyone learns from each other. And there's sometimes where new people come in and less experienced folks say, why are we doing that? And that's always a good answer for the more senior folks to say, well, we're doing it because of this. And you have to challenge that sometimes. And that goes again with this collaborative nature. It's something I've seen in your groups that is done particularly well. And I suspect that's just part of the culture there, which is that there seems to be this built-in trust that people don't have hesitations very much about challenging how things are done or asking questions of someone more experienced. And that is, I think, a key characteristic that makes a group more valuable is when there's just open communication and no one feels silly by asking the question. No one feels ignorant by asking a question that they don't know the answer to. They're just really all trying to to share information and uh, learn more and do a better job. Yeah, I I think important to what you said, too, is a lot of times people can answer, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's always good. And so then that gives a part of where the learning track goes to and where you might want to find out why we're doing something. So that's a key part. I think, too, the the other part of what we always have tried to do with the groups is bringing in senior management, typically two-thirds of the way through or towards the end, where the group discusses what they've learned and then gets the senior management and senior leadership uh, insight on the topic. Uh, Because a lot of times that you know, ties together the training very better mm-hmm. uh, in, in a, in a nice, nice package. Uh, and you have to make sure that senior management understands the process as well. Uh, we have had a really good leadership team who supported the program. And, you know, they'll come in for a half an hour, hour. And a lot of times that's all you need to enrich the topic that, that the people were doing. That I think is is a key to this. Uh, the whole the whole process is the leadership participating, having that vision of we have to do this. And I've seen in some cases too, the leadership groups have been that have come in have been made aware of things that they may not have known of, and some of the challenges that that the participants have, have taken. And it, it's a good thing to see. Mm-hmm. It's been very infrequent, but uh, it, it's a good good part of the process. And questions come up along the way that, frankly, we need senior managers to answer, right? You know, the I, I know in the product group, often there's questions about, well, what is our strategy, right? And, and how do we line our innovation strategy to our or, overall strategy? And 
surprisingly, not surprisingly for a lot of people who have been in the situation, organizations don't clearly communicate their strategy internally a lot of the time. So um, there's questions that come up we need our senior managers to help us answer. Yeah, a lot of the programs we developed or, or parts where we've done training on, and just in, in the case of new product development, we created our StageGate program about 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And what has happened in 25 years, the people that are in leadership were, were around at that time. And sometimes it's people forget why we did the things we did. And so it's a good notice back saying, oh, well, we did this because of this reason. And it's always good to look at and say, well, maybe we should do something else or maybe right. we could change or improve. Right. Some other points and tips is that for budgeting purposes, there are really many good free and low-cost training options online. Uh, we started there first. Then we decided on a case-by-case -case basis on higher-cost training sessions. We found that many of the costly training options online, online versions, YouTube versions, et cetera, exist. We also have a very good library services group and a corporate training group that has been able to provide us with books on tape, e-books, training uh, out of our library, as well as other training services that we have within the corporation. More importantly, we found uh, subject matter experts within the company that provided their insights on the training and topics. We, we've taken, as I said, with case-by-case -case training, we've gone through and we looked at uh, uh, some of the topics you just have to use a uh, consultant group, you have to use a training service because you just can't find those online. And we, you know, we have that part of when we started this leadership gave us a budget that says, you know, here's your budget. And we've never actually come close to that. Hmm. We've always found good options for us. And even the ones where we pay, they've been well received uh, by the groups. And we find that it's a, you know, there's a good cost benefit for it. Mm -hmm. the, the last tip I would say to folks is keep the waves, learning waves at six to nine months and then start a new one. If groups do not finish up, they can then continue on the next wave. But we like to have sort of a chunk of time saying learning this on this topic. If you need more, then continue. Uh, but if you're continuously learning on the same topic, then we, we sort of investigate why someone's continuously learning on that hmm. and to see if there's other options for uh, training on, on a topic that may be a year or two long. You know, having been part of your groups, the these are fairly low-key. Again, they're self-directed, right? And so that time frame is a really big time frame for a lot of topics. And I know when, we, when we're with one of your groups and people are talking about, okay, well, what, what are we going to do for our next meeting? And discuss that topic that's going to someone's going to facilitate and the materials we're going to use to get ready for that meeting, and then you know when is it going to happen, right? And it, this we make it work for everyone's schedule involved, right? So we might say we're going to try to meet meet virtually in person in the same conference room or virtually you know for an hour every two weeks, and if the next two weeks doesn't look good for everyone's schedule, everyone involved just says, well, I can do it, you know, when, when we can meet. Everyone's working together to make it work the best for everyone involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, and that is the, as you say, that's one of the benefits of any GDL team is to see them uh, collaborate together, mm -hmm. to see them build the training track. And, and you know, it's it's part of their job to, tr to learn uh, and to also develop products. And uh, sometimes for many of them, the product development portion uh, supersedes any training. 
uh, but then they hop right back into it. And it's great to see that. Awesome. Let me just review real quick kind of the items we went through there. So survey, find out what people are interested in, what topics that they need to learn, let them kind of self-select, then get started. Once you know what they want, get started moving forward around performance review is a good time to do this. So you can tie it to their career development, do it during work hours, seek that diverse participation, you know, mixed levels of experiences in the organization and professionally make sure you're building trust in as you go. And you said, you know, I don't know is a good answer to questions and make it an open place to talk. Involve senior management. So senior management is also participating to help answer questions. Have a budget that's realistic to get materials for the group. And then learning waves, you know, every six to nine months or so, do one of these. On the materials aspect, just how people use this, I want to walk through how we've done it before, which is we have, a, we have online materials that for the product group that they go through a module, a, a, a session, right? So if it's, we meet every two weeks, they have two weeks to go through maybe an hour or two of learning on their own. And then, then we, we get together and we talk about that. So when it comes to using materials for these groups, you said you have someone in the group who's kind of co-facilitating the actual learning track itself, helping to find materials. It is a suggestion to basically do what I just described. You share materials with everyone in the group. They know what to go through kind of for the next session and then get together and talk about it. Yeah, I, I like a sort of an agile approach of learning. There's an overall goal for the group, mm-hmm. but then there's several tasks that that you could plan out over the next uh, month or two. And that as for each of the meetings you have, say over uh, one or two months, someone will take a topic and volunteer to be that facilitator for that session. Right. That, that to me is a, a good way for people to be involved, stay involved and feel that they're not being trained to, but they're doing the training. I think the training on a topic that you've learned about makes you learn about it better. Yep. Yeah. If if you go to some of the learning taxonomies, it's awareness. Then you move one or two steps, you get to application and then you move one or two steps and you get to really mentorship and being able to Hmm. fully understand and become a subject matter expert. And I think this pro- this process follows that, that as you uh, have these co-facilitators or uh, team trainers internal to the team, they become that expert on that mm-hmm. topic and sharing the information that they've learned over, over studying for a week or so uh, really helps out the process. And I think that's, that's, that's a great way of learning. Absolutely. And that is kind of the secret sauce, I think, of this you know, self-directed learning approach is you have people in the group actually facilitate a topic and they become the expert on that topic. And then everyone walks away becoming an expert on at least some aspect of what they learn together. Uh, it's really powerful. Thanks, John, for walking us through how you guys are, are using your group-directed learning experiences there and ma- making them work and sharing some aspects of how others can make them work in their organizations. As listeners know, I love a good innovation quote. I always ask for one. What did you bring us and tell us why that one's important to you? Well, I actually brought you two. Uh, the first one's just Praxer's tagline, which is making the planet more productive. Hmm. And I think that defines Praxer as an innovative provider of products, services to our customers. But if you internalize that, and I've internalized that for our R&D group and our development groups, this type of training, this type of learning makes our associates more productive. Hmm. And that to me is, you know, what the job's about. That's, that's what the, 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 the training's about. The second quotation, which is, it's been attributed to Lincoln and to Peter Drucker is uh, the, 
the best way to predict the future is to create it. And when you work with really incredibly talented uh, researchers, developers, engineers, technicians, I've seen it. And I, I've seen that, that quotation come to life. And I, you know, to, to try to live both of those to me is an important uh, part. And I, I, I have seen that. I try to live that. And, and so I, I love those two uh, quotations. One's a, a tagline. The other's a, really a quotation. I like how you have internalized that tagline, right? Oftentimes we talk about an organization's mission and it's not, it's not real to people involved. And, and this is, you're making the planet more productive and putting that to use by how you're training people in the organization to be more productive. And then they're better equipped to make the future, right? To uh, create the future that they, that they want. So thanks for sharing those quotes and thanks for sharing all the information, John. And John, is there anything else that you want to share with us and how we can be more successful? You know, from from doing this uh, interview, it's it's one of the things is that sharing best practices, I think, is, is important. And, you know, sharing the best practice, I believe, we have for our organization has been uh, important. And it, it's given me a chance to look back at the things we've done. And it, it, this actually has helped me think about the people that have gone through the training hmm. and to see how, in many ways, they're more successful. They've been more productive and what they've been doing. So that's, that's good. I, I've also just, you know, for your podcast, I've, you know, listened to many over the years and I've pulled them into my world. And so I'm happy to be able to pay back some things to you. I appreciate that. Thank you, John. I hope I've given enough information to those listening to get started. And if you want to send me a note through LinkedIn, and then we can move to more formal channels if more information is needed. So uh, always willing for that. Right. And in the show notes for this episode, listeners, I will put John's link to LinkedIn in those show notes. So it's easy to connect with him. And also the praxair.com link, which is easy enough to find. John, I appreciate all the information. This was really valuable. And I want listeners to know that you should take action on this. Put a little group together, find out something you're interested in studying together. You can find free online materials. Uh, send me an email. I'll be glad to point you towards some materials as well. And set up a group-directed learning experience because it will make a difference in your careers. John, thanks for sharing how we can do that. You're welcome, Jen. Thanks again for listening and for making that move from product manager to product master. We need more product masters. Find the summary of the discussion with John at theeverydayinnovator.com slash 178. Keep innovating. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Innovator, which teaches product managers to become product masters. For more resources, please visit our blog at theeverydayinnovator.com.